Before we get going, here's the bit where I remind you that nothing we discussed should be considered as investment advice. This conversation is for informational and hopefully entertainment purposes only. So while we hope you find it both informative and entertaining, please do your own research or speak to a financial advisor before putting a dime of your money into these crazy markets. You're about to listen to a special preview edition of the Grant Williams podcast featuring my very special guest, Liz Ann Saunders, Senior Vice President and Chief Investment Strategist at Charles Schwab. I've been a huge fan of Liz Ann's for a long time. I've seen her speak on numerous occasions and I read everything she writes, whether it's on Twitter or periodically longer pieces she writes on the Charles Schwab website. Liz Ann's approach is so refreshing to me. In a world of sound bites and drip-fed stock tips, she is thoughtful, she's measured, and she's incredibly insightful. So I'm delighted to get this chance to finally sit down and chat with her. I hope you enjoyed this conversation as much as I did. Every episode of the Grant Williams podcast, including The End Game, The Super Terrific Happy Hour, and The Narrative Game, is available to copper and silver tier subscribers at my website, grant-williams.com. Copper tier subscribers get access to all the podcasts, while members of the Silver Tier get both the podcasts and my monthly newsletter, Things That Make You Go Hmm. So, if you enjoy what you hear on the show and you want more high-quality content like it, please make your way over to grant-williams.com and join our exciting community today. And with that, please enjoy the show. Lizanne, welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much for doing this. I'm, I'm delighted to have you appear. Well, Grant, I'm delighted to be here. As as I have mentioned to you, I'm a huge fan of the podcast. I don't think I'm fully through all the episodes, but uh, there have been some just fascinating um, hours that I have spent with uh, with you and your guests in my ear. So I am honored to be part of this. Well, that's incredibly kind. Thank you. There's, uh, there's, there's so much to talk about. I mean, that's the beauty of the times we live in, I guess. You can pull up two people that have a little bit of experience, sit down, <laughs> ideally over a cocktail or a coffee and just start talking. And, and it's, um, you know, it's amazing that the, the, A, the topics you have to talk about and B, the different perspectives you get on. And, and uh, Oh, sure. I'm sure we'll do that today. But you know what I'd love to do first, because your background is you've been at really US Trust and Charles Schwab for over 20 years now, I guess. So, but I'd love to get a sense of your background because you've been there such a long time. It's very tough to find out, you know, kind of what came before that and, and what brought you into the place you're in now. So if you could give us like a potty background, that'd be awesome. Sure. So I um, graduated undergrad, uh, University of Delaware, first person in my entire family, both sides to graduate from uh, from college. Um, I think it was the only school I applied to. Um, I didn't have any reference point from my parents. My da- My dad did three and a half years at uh, Community College of uh, New York, City College of New York, and then was in the Air Force, went to the Korean War, came back, had to get a job, uh, start a family, and never quite uh, finished. He just turned 91. So I I didn't, I wasn't following anybody's footsteps into this industry. I graduated with effectively a double major in economics and political science. The the degree was international relations. They combined it together when I was a junior. Had no idea even upon graduation what I wanted to do. Couldn't have possibly fathomed that 35 years later, this is what I would be doing. All I knew is I wanted to live and work in New York City. Founded the pavement, got introduced to a headhunter that placed uh, grunts, you know, entry level, fresh out of college like me. 
interviewed at a lot of different uh, firms across industries, and something just resonated when I interviewed at Zweig Avatar for the late, great Marty Zweig. Right. And I spent 13 years there, went to, to business school at, at night while working. And my role on a day-to-day basis straight through the 13 years was portfolio management, bottom-up stock picking, which I, I didn't love. I was more fascinated by the top down, by what what Marty represented, the work he had done, uh, some of the just groundbreaking work he did on sentiment, creator of the put call ratio. And so I was more fascinated by that top down Uh, for a variety of reasons. uh, An opportunity presented itself at U.S. Trust. I took it to help kind of right the ship in their uh, large cap growth division Still not loving the the bottom up stock picking, especially in a growth, aggressive growth, fully invested mandate that didn't allow the application of macro thinking. Uh, And uh, lucky for me, 10 months after I joined U.S. Trust, Schwab acquired it. And they very quickly, our, our CEO at the time, Dave Patrick, came to New York with Chuck himself to meet a lot of the senior U.S. trust executives, and in the course of the conversation with uh, with Dave, the CEO, he said, um, we should create a position of chief investment strategist. Would that be something you're interested in? I said, absolutely, and basically the rest is history. We so know. I think having a 16-year background of managing money and picking stocks is probably beneficial to the yeah. role that I have now that is much more at the 30000 a foot level, but I I much enjoy uh, doing what I do now versus uh, in the weeds of uh, of balance sheet and income statement analysis. So it was it was fortuitous that I was effectively adopted by the parent company that was uh, that was Schwab and got to move over to what I do now. Well, you know, it's funny to have those twin disciplines is incredibly powerful, but I guess it'd be almost impossible to do it the other way around, right? It'd be impossible to start as a macro person and then get thrown in and say, right, now you've got to be a bottom-up stock picker. I, I think, yeah, I think th- th- this was the right way to, yeah. uh, to to do it, absolutely. And there are people that just live, eat, and breathe the bottom-up stop, and, and, and I don't. I, I don't analyze stocks. I don't buy and sell stocks personally. I, I, in an outright sense, outside of what might be in funds, I own one stock. And it's a uh, symbol SCHW, right. and you can figure out yeah. what that right. is and why I own it. <laughs> exactly right. But so, so let's talk about Schwab, the last 20 years particularly, because obviously during your time there, the changes not just at the firm but in the industry in oh. particular have been remarkable. So remarkable. just, just kind of take us on that journey. Because I, I think people probably don't really understand the seismic shift that we've seen over that 20-year period. So from the internal Schwab perspective, and it relates to the industry more broadly, the the transition that was happening at the time that Schwab bought U.S. Trust was a shift from just being this discount brokerage firm behemoth, but still, that was what we did. The, 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 The revenue stream was largely based on darts, you know, daily average revenue trades, but it was yet again a move by Chuck to further democratize investing, which has always been his MO for the 50 years he, uh, he has had Schwab uh, from, its, uh, from its founding. And it was really a shift away from just being a platform for, for trading, which is also obviously an interesting subject uh, these yeah. days, to a more diversified financial services firm and an advice provider, which is where a role like mine came in. 
what I think is is certainly different about what what we do versus the industry is our focus is purely on the individual investor. But I also think that that was the start of an environment where the power players, uh, the, the 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 dynamics started to shift. The leadership started to yeah. uh, shift. Now much more toward financial planning and wealth management and and even the big investment banks that that have had private banks associated with them are now at least as focused on not down market but the mass affluent and the the advisor start, start uh, side of the business which has just been absolutely booming and there's so much about our industry that is dominant right now not least being investment advisors, wealth management firm, yeah. financial planners, RAAs, that that's in essence a first generation industry. And so I, that's why when I talk to young people, I say, I think there's never been a better time to come into this broader financial services industry because such a big and growing piece of it is first generation. And they're and they're desperate to to carry that on because, you know, prior to at least the founding of Schwab, the 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 business of investing was really limited to the ultra wealthy right, yeah. at, at a fee structure that was just absolutely absurd. And you know, fast forward to a couple of years ago, the further disruption that came with a a very quick, although reasoned over time, but a lot of people don't realize it was only over about a five day period where. Chuck himself basically sat down with our CEO and said, it's time, it's time we're going yeah. to zero. Yeah. And uh, that obviously um, caused a bit of a tsunami of, of, of others. And it, it, it really changed the landscape of the, of the business. And then you add the, the effects of the pandemic in terms of, of stock market behavior and participants. And it's, it's really been uh, remarkable, but I, I, I love the fact that our, my audience, so to speak, are 99% individuals. Yeah, it's not hedge funds, it's not institutions, it's not fund companies. It's it's actually, I think, people who really do benefit from uh, this kind of advice. It's part of the reason why I I don't do what a lot of the traditional Wall Street strategists do, which is I think silly exercises like year-end price targets. I have no clue where the S&P is going to close today at four o'clock, let alone right. and neither December they, 31st right? <laughs> at four o'clock. I don't even know if that's a weekday and the market's open that day. And what's the point? Uh, so so being able to fashion a role like this with the the what we think are the benefits to individual investors and some of the, not doing some of the silly stuff that I think in the institutional world many of my counterparts are forced to do. Yeah, it's so funny, but talking to you like this, it's ringing so many bells in my head because when I talk to people who are on the other side of this particular coin, they work for either the investment banks or they're working in hedge funds or they're working in you know, kind of traditional finance, they'll tell you it's never been a worse time to come into the industry. And you, know, you combine that with the look at this that you get from your perspective, and you look at what's going on in the markets with, let's, let's call it the rise of retail for wanting to, to put a, a, a term around it, it's clear that this is a structural shift. This is not necessarily a fad. Now, how long that structural shift lasts and if we do get a nasty bear market, whether it kind of chokes it off, I don't know. But do you see it that way? This is a, a structural shift away from institutional and towards retail? Uh, I do think it's a structural shift. And I, I think there'll probably be some 
pain uh, at some point, maybe not imminently associated with, with some of the activities of the some of these newly minted uh, day traders. Uh, but The full conversation is available to subscribers to the copper and silver tiers of my website, grant-williams.com. Nothing we discussed should be considered as investment advice. This conversation is for informational and hopefully entertainment purposes only. So while we hope you find it both informative and entertaining, please do your own research or speak to a financial advisor before putting a dime of your money into these crazy markets.